welcome back to another episode of Grey's Academy, your favorite Grey's Anatomy podcast in the entire universe, galaxy, world of all time, today, and forever. You have your two favorite hosts. My name is Carmen. My name is Kelsey, and it is a beautiful day for a podcast. And here we are to do one. It's true, and we're both wearing the same exact color shirts. All right, Gabe. <laughs> that was a sick burn. He doesn't very even few know people it. will understand. <laughs> and yeah. Gabe will never hear. He'll never hear it. Oh, goodness gracious. So we just spent the last 10 minutes or so uh, just chatting. So hopefully last, was it last week's episode or two, week, two weeks ago where it was like really just kind of I think it was last week we were wild. very bad. All right. So we can do better this time, I think. Yeah, we can be better for Clara. Who, I don't give a fuck about Clara. We do love Claire. Yeah, yeah. She did say we stress her out when we every time we say Clara because she thinks that we're shitting on her. Do you have any shout outs before we start? I, I do. We should. Will you? We have our two newest Patreon members that we, we need do. to shout out, right? We do have two new Patreons to, yes. sh- to shout out. So Ow. first, first, let me find my my shouties. We have Marie. And, yes. And Marie. Nina. Nina. Uh, wait, we, we did shout out Marie last week because I said Marie as in Marie, the baguettes, hurry up. Ah, uh, okay. Well, but uh, Nina, I don't think so. Because this a, was only from five days ago. We did. There, is it? Another, was there another Marie? Oh, no, that's okay. That was the wrong one. Sorry. Oh, okay. You're right. That one was a week and a half ago. And so sorry. Nina. So just one. Nina had told me, you know, shout out Nina, because back in December, she had said, I'm going to get your Patreon once things in life uh, clear up. She's uh, getting her social work degree. And I said, girl, we love you regardless. It is yeah. Okay. Uh, we do we love understand. our Patreon patrons just we a little bit more. <laughs> a lot. Uh, we also understand yeah. if it cannot be in the budget currently. Yeah. So uh, she got into the Patreon. She got into the Discord. Very exciting. Very exciting. Uh, do you just want to also shout out uh, our our friend Kathleen? She's uh, been super busy with classes and uh, finishing out the semester strong. So uh, shout out there. Uh, want to make sure also to shout out Leah. Uh, I had uh, not f- listened. I, I missed responding to her message on Instagram. So Leah uh, with the Bumblebee shout out to you. And Allison, you, she, so she had texted me or messaged me saying that uh, her sister who was 27 had shingles. So it's not just an old person thing. So yes, we there was some shingles. shingles conversation on the page on the discord as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, also shout out to Hannah, a uh, new follower that I had a chance to connect with uh, in the UK out in Essex. And hey, uh, we didn't go there. No, uh, we didn't. But next time we will. Yes. Uh, she is, uh, she's a nurse and she was doing her, her training back when Grays was live, back in the early 2000s coming out. Well, Grey's I shouldn't say back when it was live. It's still live. live. <laughs> yes, thank you. But she is, uh, she's wa- so when she said she's watching it on Disney Plus, it's the giveaway oh, that's yeah. in the UK. Yeah. yeah. It's like everywhere uh, except here. I think it's on Disney Plus. 
Yeah. So she's halfway through season three. So Hannah, when you get to this, that will be a wonderful, wonderful shout out. And then last, also want to shout out Orla, who followed. And uh, she is also, um, we're getting into her favorite season. Season six is her favorite. So, but apparently I haven't met her favorite character yet. So she said no spoilies, but she's not going to tell me anything. But she has a favorite character who we haven't met yet. And I told her once we do, let me know. And uh, I think there's one shit. There's one. Nope, that's it. That's all I got. I got. S- I have to shout out Becca, who told yes. me that I have Kylie Kelsey energy, which is a huge compliment. So thank you, Becca. I respect you that. Don't know who Kylie Kelsey is. She is married to Jason Kelsey. I know who that is. I know. I'm, I meant the general you, not you, Carmen. Like, no, I, you, I know the listeners. Okay, okay. I no, I, I know, but I'm also I'm also <laughs> personal friends with the Kelseys. Well, you're not, but it is my goal to inf- be introduced to them at some point. They're just we'll, we'll it's it. too much. Like, listen, I'm gonna do this again. K e l c e y is how I spell my name. They are K e l c e. Okay, that number one. Number two. When's my birthday? August seven, eight seven. What's Travis's number? Eighty seven. What's my son's name? Bennett. What is Kylie's middle child's or youngest child's name? Bennett. All right. Their first child is Elliot. Their child is Scarlett. They're doing the same thing with the two T's. And her I'm middle name, certain. Kylie and Jason's middle name are both Carmen. So it it's all talk. Just some oh. things don't have to be about you. Some things can be about me. Sorry. I meant to say both their middle names are Samantha. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, God, why? You know what? That was that was a that was a huge reaction for. I don't think that was a a proportionate reaction to how you just yelled at me. I am sorry that that is how you feel. I'm sorry that you does you feel like you deserve. (laughs) I'm sorry that you feel like you deserve an apology. Said Derek Shepard. Yeah. Uh, listen, I have lots of thoughts on this episode and all of them are pro Derek. I want to put spoiler alert. Every thought that I have in this episode is pro Derek. I want you to know. Also, I do have one last shout out. Um, Yorkie also had, uh, added me and, uh, she's a huge, huge Grays fan. She stays up until two or three in the morning, uh, just to listen to our podcast. She waits until it, it goes live where she's at. Where is she? And. Uh, I don't, I don't see it here. I didn't, she didn't respond to the last part, but, uh, also she still to this day cannot believe that I got Izzy cancer, Izzy's cancer tumor, right, right off the bat. <laughs> and also it was not she, right off the bat, but it, it was, was instantaneously before. <laughs> uh, but she also is a big fan of us splitting epi- everything into two episodes because there's just literally so much to talk about. So yes, it's so true. And the common theme here is everyone loves our banter. So I'm going to bring it back to the original point of Clara. Thank fuck you, off. Clara. If you're still, if you're still listening, I am actually kind of sorry. If you gave us all a if shot and you're like, actually, these guys and, are fine. Yeah. Cause she I was telling Michael, I was like, yeah, she said she wants to like it. And, and here like, we are just shitting on her all the time. Clara, actually, I do feel bad. I'm going to take it back a little bit, but maybe give us a five star review. I'm going to keep doing time. it. Cause like for the bit, but I am sorry if it hurts your feelings. I'm sorry if you feel like you need, uh, us to not yell at you. Um, That's what I think. My lips yeah. are so chapped. I'm going to be applying chapstick like probably every eight to 12 minutes. Like it's so bad right now. I don't know why. I'll have to get some uh, chapstick for next episode. So if Did it's Did you recorded. watch the video that I think. Yeah. Think That's the weirdest thing that I've ever. That was that so is, funny. That's so it's got to get into um, the crevices. 
One of our Patreons posted a video of some weird man on TikTok putting on chapstick. Weird. And they were, and she goes, is this how Carmen puts on chapstick? And I said, no, I would make like such a big deal. Cause that man was like fully like duck lipping, but like, yeah, it's he, like how Kim was, Kardashian drinks with a straw. It was like, it doesn't make any sense because he's like, you have to get it into the crevices and then makes a bunch of crevices. <laughs> like I make my lips really flat so that they can be like, I'm not missing anything. This is. This is not. This it's not a great representation. Grey's Anatomy. Okay. This is episode 13 of the sixth season. It is episode 115 overall, and it is called State of Love and Trust. And that is a song. State of Love and Trust is a song. It is by Pearl Jam. Uh, just sh- I need a throwback. I want you guys to know this is an unpopular opinion. I don't like Pearl Jam. I also think they're overrated. So it's, it's because uh, you weren't stoned in the nineties. Okay, it's oh, <laughs> clearly man. why. That's like what's their target uh, audience. What's the other? What's the other one? The other the other grunge rock. Uh, it's uh, the guy from Foo Fighters. David Grohl was the drummer. Kurt Cobain. What's uh, Nirvana? I was also not a fan of Nirvana. You were zero help on that. You didn't get. Yeah. You didn't help me get to the end I, of this. At I all. wasn't trying to help you. That's probably no, the reason. Okay. I mean, I wasn't going to. I was like, "There's." So, I when you say, "What's the other one?" Like, there's only one other '90s grunge band. That's all. That I feel the like 90s they're they're kind us. of the they're kind of the big the big ones. No, the '90s gave us the tail end of Blink One Eighty or the beginnings of Blink One Eighty Two and Green Day, and uh, I will never be able to thank the, the 90s, '90s enough for that. REM and Fish with a PH. And also the and Dixie bare chicks. naked ladies, now known as the chicks, the Dixie chicks. Mm-hmm. Why but are they now not they the Dixie? Are the chicks. Why not? Why the, the the term Dixie is uh, deeply, deeply historically uh, racist. So they just really? were like, we'll just drop that. What I don't, I don't think we, I know anything about that. Well, that's probably because you're not really from somewhere where the term is used prevalently. No. But that's fine. Every place okay. has their own history. In between anyways. episodes, I'm gonna we're gonna have to do some research. You're gonna have to, you're yeah. gonna have to educate me. Uh, so, anyways, state of love and trust. It's uh, it's Pearl Jam. It's lyrics Eddie Vedder and uh, the music written Hold by on. Mike McCready. I'm so oh. sorry to take us back off topic, but let me say <laughs> it took us less than a minute and a half to get from Pearl Jam to racism. <laughs> <laughs> not directly either anyways continue. well that's the the majesty of podcasts is tangents so go ahead anyways so, so uh yeah, yeah yeah blah 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 state of love and trust it is uh it was from the soundtrack for the film singles from 1992 so and then it was included on their 2004 greatest hits album which i don't think it's one of their greatest hits it's just kind of okay so this song did not chart, uh, but it is, uh, again, it was on their Greatest Hits album. Um, it, it's it's a no. In the immortal words of Randy Jackson, uh, that's, a, that's a no for me, dog. Um, it's just okay. It's, it's a fine song. Like, it's just, I, I'm going to give it a two. I'm going to give it a two out of five. It is a, um, it's an intern. It's an intern. It's just fine. I didn't like it. Okay. That's your business. But I also, the part, but again, that is on me not being a Pearl Jam fan. 
Yes. Are you a Pearl Jam fan? Why are you getting so offended? You, no, I'm not offended. It, the way you are saying Pearl Jam, I don't know why. Every time you say it, I think you're saying parole. Pearl Jam. Like, Pearl Jam. Yeah. I don't know. Like after you say it, after you finish it the whole way, I'm like, no, you said Pearl Jam. But like while it's happening, I'm like, why are you saying parole? Yeah, no, uh, I am. I'm not saying parole. I'm saying Pearl Jam. And none of the members of Pearl Jam are currently on parole as far as I'm aware. Yeah, but. So. But do you know that for a fact? Or are nope. you just unaware? <laughs> unaware. Just unaware. Um, okay. This episode. Are you finished? Oh. You'll... <laughs> I thought you were. <laughs> you, you, you rated it. <laughs> yeah. Don't say that to me, please. I'm not going to. Yeah. No. Don't say it. Nope. This episode was written by Stacy McKee and directed by Genois Schwab. Genois Schwab. This is not the first episode that he has directed, which mine is mind blowing because I have no recollection of trying to say this man's name before. Flu. I went to when I was looking him up to see if I could find anything to tell me how to pronounce it, which I could not. I found out that he also directed Jaws 2. <laughs> so, ah. fun fact about Genois. Jaws. T-W-O or Jaws T-O-O? T-W-O. The number okay. two. So Jaws no. 2, yeah, if not Jaws recall, 2. Jaws had a pretty famous director. Yeah, Steven Spielberg. Okay. <laughs> so you do recall. I um, didn't know if he was co- a co-captain or something. Like a co-pilot for co- Jaws 2. Co-captain of director. You know, like, see, he was a co-captain for Jaws 2. Or he directed Jaws 2. Okay. It aired February 4th, 2010 to 12.55 million views. And the Netflix synopsis is, As Derek begins his role as interim chief, he faces a potential lawsuit when Bailey and Meredith's patient awakens from anesthesia mid-surgery. Greatest fear. Greatest fear in the world right there. Yeah, yeah I've uh, had, I I have had that concern before, but I feel like it's because of this episode. Mm-hmm. Speaking of concern, I am concerned that it took me until yesterday to realize that we're in a fucking leap year. Did you know that? Yeah, every election year is a leap year. Because it's every four years. Yeah. Got it. Put this one in the uh, the dumb, not stupid category for me, please. <laughs> I never made that connection. I am today years old when I made that connection, genuinely. Well, I'm happy to help. You did help. Thank you. All right, so... Let's talk about the episode. 15 minutes, 20 seconds. Hit that, hit that like, subscribe, follow, five-star review button, and go to www.patreon.com slash Pod to get the hot, stanky content. Wish you would just not say it one time. You don't want me to say anything? I just don't want you to say stanky anymore. Hot, stinky? Why do you have to put negative connotation on the hard and beautiful work we produce? Okay, okay. That hot fire. Thank you. 
stanky. No. <laughs> hot fire content. It is hot fire, beautiful, Podcast awesome divorce. content. <sighs> okay. Okay. This episode. Where do you want to start? Was great. Um, Derek was rude. Derek was the dopest. Derek had a great episode. You said that you. First of all, first things first. Did you notice anything different about Derek's hair at this episode? A little bit shorter. Than bit usual. shorter, right? Because it's normally like this. It's thing, got some volume like to it, yeah. Quaff situation, and this one it was just like more just up. Yeah, I think they were trying to make it seem like he. I mean, he got a haircut for sure. He got a haircut for for the 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 chief job. You think so? I think that's what they're trying to make us believe is that he to feel more chiefly needed to get a haircut. I don't believe that haircuts are always uh, chiefly, but I mean, from one man who with great hair to another, uh, you know, I was fine with it. I think he looks, I think he still looks good with it either way. Um, okay. Well we can start. Yeah. We'll just start with the coup as it were. Cuckoo. Cuckoo. So, Derek, Meredith is like still mad, but she's also like, you're going to do so good. Um, I don't know if I fully understand why she's mad still at this point. Um, she did. He did fully say, I won't do it unless you're OK with it. And eventually she said, do it. So with ulterior motives. Have, yeah, that's fine. Was, but yeah. she still gave the green light. So yep. it's a little confusing to me. You know, I hate to be on Derek's side about anything, but it is a little confusing. Um, so you don't know about that one, Meredith, but, um, so she, the, he's getting ready and she's like, wear the blue tie. Cause you have nice eyeballs, which is true. The, the blue brings out the eyes ball. Um, and so he wears a tie and then everyone mocks him for some reason, which I will say, I think the choice to button the lab coat is was bold. a bit much. A bit <laughs> it much. doesn't look great. I think for anybody to button the no. lab coat, um, especially like over regular clothing and a tie over regular clothing and a tie. Yeah. You gotta just so, let, that, let it, let it be open. Let it be open. Yeah. Um, so he starts the day with a speech in front of everybody, right? That's where he starts. Yep. I mean, well, after, he, after he's with Meredith. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It starts, sorry. Also with him just like moving everything he's ever owned into Richard's office. Like he's going to live there now. Well, Weber did. So now <laughs> he needs to. Apparently. It's um, tradition. So... Everyone gathers. He's like, I'm going to give a speech. So everyone come to these stairs because we don't have conference rooms at this hospital. Come to the lobby where any person waiting for a loved one can see that, A, they're not receiving any care and B, can overhear everything that's being said. And any trauma can just walk in and crash the party at any point. Yep. Um, so they're listening. Derek says he's the interim chief. And then he pulls a MAGA and he's like, I want to <laughs> make this hospital great again. <laughs> um, I didn't love it. Uh, and I like, then, I like it. I'm all about the former glory, you know, back before women had the right to vote. Let's bring it mm, back. <laughs> mm. 
Let's bring Olivia back. That's what we need to. Essentially, Derek. Okay. Also, pause. Women deserve the right. To, okay. <laughs> Women deserve and all people he's are the right great, to vote. So. I do think. I think draw I'm great. Also, all the conclusions oh. you will draw with that. Oh, I see what you're. I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to say that because I think Derek is great. I think Trump is great. I'm just making statements that you have also made. I'm sorry to get political here for a second. I hate <laughs> Trump so much. I don't even use the word Trump in my common day, everyday vernacular now. If I want to say something is better than something, I say it supersedes. I do not use the T word in my regular I vernacular. I don't feel like I ever was really saying like, oh, such and such, Trump, such and such. But what you're saying is your own business, but it also feels like going a little far. Well, it also adds it is a, a, word. a $10 it is word to my vocabulary. So. Well, that's true. I mean, I'm always, I'm all about a nice, a nice, um, subversive vocabulary. Yes. Yes. Um, so Derek's hair is weird. Richard walks in while he's having his speech and it gets real awkward real fast. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was uncomfortable. And what's this, what's the other guy's name? I always forget his Jennings. name. Dickhead Jennings. Dickhead Jennings. Well, penis fish Jennings. Good old penis fish Jennings. <laughs> if you'll recall. Wait, I don't recall. Okay. This is the second time I've brought this up and the second time that you didn't remember. When he comes in, he had been vacationing and he peed in the Amazon penis River. Penis fish. Wow. He, had a, he had a fish in his penis. A hook fish in his penis. It's penis, penis fish. Penis What's his fish. last name? Penis. I'm gonna get some. I'm gonna get a bag of penis fish. <laughs> penis fish Jennings. Jennings. His name is okay. Jennings. So Derek and Jennings go. They're in the conference room with Richard, and they present him with two options. They're like, "You can sign this and be like early retirement, and also no more medical um, license." With his pension, with benefits, with all. Yeah, everything is fine. You just will never be allowed to practice medicine again. Um, and then the other one is admit that you're an alcoholic, go to rehab, come back and have this job. And it feels like, like a no brainer choice. Yeah. And Richard is like, I'll think about it, which I do kind of understand Obviously, later on, he explains it to Bailey. But in that moment, it just kind of feels like I'm just going to be petty because I know you. I don't want you to tell me what to do. Sounds like my daughter. <laughs> Who else does it sound like? Jessica. Sounds like Carmen. Carmen Gabriel Mugnolo. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> um... And so he says he needs to think. He A nurse comes in and is like, hey, chief. And they both say yes. And it's awkward again. Because she's actually asking for Derek. So he goes to address the um, Bailey patient situation. Yes. Um, the woman who woke up during surgery. And Der he, they, Bailey uh, is mad. And he's like, don't worry, she probably won't remember, which is also terrifying. Um, also, when you're like in surgery, they don't fully like numb you. They just put you under. And they're like, you like won't feel it because you're asleep. 
Yeah, that's uh, now I want to make sure that if I ever do need surgery like this, I need them to do a test to make sure I don't metabolize anesthesia <laughs> too quick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you've never is, really, have you had any kind of, did you have to work your wisdom teeth out? Yeah. Then I feel like you, that's probably, well, you were under for that, right? Yeah, I was under for that, but that's yeah, a quick yeah, yeah. procedure. This, I would imagine this procedure they were doing was a multiple hour procedure. Procedure. Well, well probably, um, but I still feel like they they give it to you for the appropriate amount of time because like you wake up not that long after they're done with their your wisdom tooth surgery. Although that might just be like a like a running gas. I don't remember. I don't know. I have no I idea. I just know when I woke up from wisdom tooth surgery, I like, I feel so bad for the woman. I just kept telling her I was so thirsty. And she was like, I cannot give you a drink. I'm so sorry. And I was like, I, but I'm, I'm so thirsty. I'm going to die. I'm when we checked in that morning before the surgery, they were like, how are you? And I was like, I'm really thirsty because you won't let me drink anything. <laughs> that would be the hardest thing for me. I, the snack, like that's why whenever they have procedures where like you can't eat past the, the you know 6 yeah. p.m. the day before i'm like well fuck you yeah at 5:59 i'm going to slam a crave case mm-hmm. no seriously i always would um like if i have to do fasting or anything i'd be like first appointment so i can immediately go eat when i'm done yeah yeah but yeah so, i was so too that i couldn't drink anything either i was so thirsty and then i was complaining about it to the lady so much that she took the gauze out of my mouth and got it wet and put the gauze back in my mouth. I was like, God bless this woman. She said, gauze, an damn angel. it. Shut the fuck up. She's an angel. Uh, uh, so anyways, Derek. In Wait, I these... have a question. Okay. Did you do anything funny when you woke up from wisdom tooth surgery? Yes, I did. What did you do? Uh, I felt my lips and I said, these lips are dry as fuck. So I put chapstick <laughs> on my lips, except it wasn't my that lips. Would be it funny. was my... It was my chin. <laughs> what else would be funny? I was because I, I was you still held the chapstick weird. I was I, I held it like a normal person the way that I do because I'm a normal person who applies chapstick normally. <laughs> and um, I was putting it on my my I was like, oh yeah, this is real good. Oh yeah, fucking love my moist lips. And my mom is sitting there laughing at me, and she goes, "You, it's on your chin. You didn't even touch your lips." And I touch my lips, and I'm like, oh yeah, uh, those are dry. Still try. This problem but has not been solved. My chin was moist as a baby's butt. So. <laughs> pre-beard. Pre-beard. Okay. Uh, uh, yep, pre-beard. Um, so Derek goes in and is like, quick update about your surgery. It went super good. And she was like, oh, really? Was it good when I fucking woke up and no one knew? They're and like, Bailey oh. was yelling and I heard my own burning Ooh, flesh. That's not so good. Um, yeah, that's uh, and you gotta imagine like the husband. Either that was his first time hearing this, and he was like, "What was her? What was her name? Leslie." Leslie. Uh, if it was me and I woke up to and like Jess woke up and the first time seeing the doctor, Jessica's like, "Uh, I was awake." I'd be like, "What the? F- what? Whoa! <laughs> this is a I, lot to take I in think and digest." She already told him. Well, because here's the other thing. If my, if Jessica told me that before they walked in, they would have walked in and I would have said, oh, you're coming with a check for a billion dollars because my wife woke up during the surgery. Let's go. I would yeah. hold no cards to the chest. I would say you're a fucking lion sack of shit. Whatever you're about to say, you're a liar. <laughs> I already know. My thing is I'm like, listen, 
I'm sure you're great people. I did wake up during surgery and I would like to be monetarily compensated. I won't sue you if you just write a check. We can do all the legal stuff elsewhere. Yeah. But this is uh, why anesthesiologists are like the highest paid people in a hospital. Um, But it's also because their medical... um, What's the word? Malpractice. Medical Malpractice. malpractice. Insurance is wildly high because the payouts from issues from anesthesiology are wildly high. To my understanding. I... Here's the thing. What is the monetary value that you would feel is fair if you woke up in the middle of surgery and there's a woman digging in your gut, your bowels? I don't know. I feel like I already have anxiety. So clearly also side note, and we'll get more into this when we get to this actual storyline. Yeah. I was like, this is when they fucking need to get psyched down here. This woman has been through a trauma like seven minutes ago and no one is addressing it. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know. I already have like pretty bad anxiety. Um, I do feel like that would make it worse. I feel like I would start high. I would be, I would start at like 10 million. I was going to say 10 million and then like, just see what they counter with and just probably be like, okay. Cause it's as long as it's still like seven figures, I'd be like, all right. Yeah. I, more than I'd probably ever make on my own. So I, I think, uh, I think what we need, what we need is, uh, first off, someone just to give us that amount of money. Like someone just needs to give us a million (laughs) dollars. If anyone knows where we can get a million dollars, just let me know. yeah. So, but that's, that's the first thing. I don't know. I, Cause, because you have to think that if you have surgery once in your life, odds are you'll have to have another surgery. I think this, the data shows that once you have surgery the first time, you're more than likely going to have surgery an additional time. So what? there's, there's, it's like you're once a surgery happens, any surgery or like follow up to specific surgeries, any surgery. Once you have a surgery, the odds of you having another surgery in your life are much higher. Okay. You're gonna go- I mean, you could you could Google it if you want. No, Michael was just texting me a question. Sorry. Oh, so I don't know because I would have that. I don't know if I could ever have a surgery again. I don't know if I could ever be sitting there like, oh, yeah, I'm cool with this. Like, I'd be like, um, can you just, ah, uh, I need anesthesia, well, please. for sure, after they figure out why, I feel like that yeah. would be a relief yeah. because then at least they can go in like with a plan the next time. Um, you know, it's like when, which is what they do whenever you like go to a doctor, they're like, Oh, are you allergic to any medication? Like, right. They are no like once. And I'm sure, you know, if you have a reaction to a medication, it's probably scary, but then moving forward, you always tell them. And so then they can give you something else. So it's similar to that. We're like, okay, yes, there is the scary thing, but we do have a plan like around it or whatever. So yeah. Anyways. uh, Okay. Yeah, it was, uh, so Derek, Derek, um, goes to talk to her and she's upset. Her husband is supportive, upset, I guess. It's really letting her take the reins. Um, and well, they her, just what she's saying kind of like, gets you. <laughs> yeah. They're she, all just kind of like, yeah. Can't wait to talk to your lawyer. Yeah. Um, so then Derek goes back to Weber and he's all pissy. He's very mad. Um, 
he tells everyone to leave because everyone's just standing outside of the conference room, like gossiping and being like, what was it? Drugs? Was it? What was it? Who did it? Um, And then so Derek tells them all to leave and then he goes in and then they have a large fighting yelling match. Do you have the dialogue for that? Yeah. Yeah, I was hoping. I was hoping you would. While you're pulling that up, I want to also acknowledge we all need an Arizona Robbins in our life because when she when when uh, they're they're getting together for his speech, she's like, "Hey, just so you guys know, like I already promised him that we'll clap, so just fucking clap." (laughs) Okay. Christina goes now. (laughs) Also, Christina with the one liner she said that Mm -hmm. the the Undertaker needs a a speech writer. Mm -hmm. Uh, She called him the Undertaker, so but she needs to calm down. This was, I mean, this this was an intense Christina episode too. But yeah, everyone needs an Arizona. And, and I'm okay with that. But uh, before Kelsey gives us the, the dialogue from this, we're going to take a quick moment from our regional sponsors. And if you're on YouTube, you're going to see me taking a drink of water. We'll be back after these messages. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc and we are back kelsey give us that dialogue derek enters the room Richard, this sitting here, this isn't good. It's not helping things. Just sign the papers. Go to rehab. Sign the paper. Richard, who the hell do you think you are? Who do you, Look, you're not my boss, and you are not my chief. You may have stolen my office out from under me. Derek, you're in trouble, Richard, but you have no right, Derek, and I am trying to help you like you helped me. Richard, I helped you. I didn't get you fired, Derek. You got yourself fired the minute you took your first drink. Richard, get out of my face. No, no, you're not going to do this. You're not ending your career to get back at me. I did what I had to do and nothing more. Richard, you look me in the eye and you say that again. And Derek says, I wanted the job. I wanted the job. I admit that I didn't want to end your career. Well, that part's not up to you, is it? You did what you had to do, but this part is up to me. So get out. No. Then Meredith comes in and says, stop it. People are watching. And Derek leaves and says, get back to work. Anytime someone says, get out of my face, all I can think of is, I'll get inside your face. I don't... That's from Blades of Glory. Yeah. When uh, the guy from Napoleon Dynamite says, get out of my face, and then Will Ferrell goes, I'll get inside your face. Classic. I think of that every time. What... cinema. Do you feel like if this was happening with one of your previous employers that people would just literally stop what they're doing and be like, I'm just going to stand here until they storm out of the room and tell me to leave. I can't imagine being in a situation like that where I would be sitting there actively popcorn eating out the window. 
listen, I'm a gossip. I love the tea. Totally. I love to watch the drama. If this is happening, I'm going to like pretend to go through charts. I'm going to be like, oh, look at all these papers I need to sort. But I'm going to make sure those papers need to be sorted right outside that door. Yeah. I will act or, or in the room or in the what, room, <laughs> whatever I am holding for an excuse to bend, to bend down and clean it up and spend more time listening. Yeah. So, yes. Sorry, guys. I just I really, I really need that pen right over there <laughs> inside that specific pen that Richard is going to use to sign yeah. one of these forms. That's actually, about. I didn't want to say anything, but that's, that's actually my, my pen. pen. That's my, yeah, that's my, it's my, I bought it from, I brought it from home. It was a, a gift. A patient from my, gifted it to me right yeah, before she died. So my first patient, Katie Bryce gave it to me. <laughs> now you'll never forget. Now I'll never forget. So that was intense. It's, I wish that we would have gotten more from Derek in that moment of, yeah, I wanted the job, but not like this. But he didn't actually care how he got it, so but I think that he would does. be a lie. I think he it, it's eating away at him. He doesn't like it. Yeah, now that he got it that way, that might be true. But I think that was the only way. It, yeah, he did know. not care. So I don't know. It's just it's a bummer. It's a bummer. It's, it's a bummer it's because of their uh, background. And also it's a bummer when someone, especially who has successfully traversed recovery previously, uh, falls off the wagon. And it's sad that it's such a public ordeal for him. Yeah. Although it seems like it's, there's still a lot of question. No one really knows what the issue is because I don't think people knew it wasn't widespread that he was an yeah. alcoholic. Right. So, so, Anything else with that particular scene that you want to talk about? Mm, well, I like when Richard says, look me in the eye and say that again. I like the choice to have basically no time. Like there's minimal pausing. Derek is just like, fine. I fucking wanted the job. He doesn't like ponder. He's like, should I tell the truth or should I continue the charade? He fully is just like, yes, I wanted your job. Okay. I believe him. He didn't want to end Richard's career. He just wanted the job. Um, however, that's not how it played out. And you still have to own up to the fact that you played a very large part in that. It's true. And that is where his struggle lies. Yeah. Also, he is like, it, I am sure there is also conflict in that he is admitting, admittedly calling himself the interim chief and telling Richard to sign the papers that, um, would have Richard come back and, and continue being chief and would see Derek then ousted from the position. So I'm sure there's some kind of complexities there for him as well. So yeah, it's, it's a sad, it's a sad situation. I'm trying to think of like, I was stealing a job from a mentor, but I don't really have anyone in my life that I kind of look at like that. So it's, it's Mm -hmm. tough. But they have a very intimate relationship. It's very intense. It's, it's mm-hmm. you know, he was grooming him for this, if you think back to, you know, season one, mm-hmm. which that part I remember. But anyways, so we do get this scene later on where this is probably my favorite scene in the episode where Derek and Owen and Mark yes. are all yes. in the same room and uh, they walk in and Derek tells Mark, oh, yeah, Hunt got me. Mark's like, what the fuck is this? And he's like, well, yeah, Hunt got me this this congratulations on being mm-hmm. chief present. And Mark 
Gosh, this is so funny. This is like typical best friend shit. Oh, I was gonna get you that. Oh, no. I was gonna get you the better one. The, the better ca- one. The keep score. Yeah. And then he sits in the chair, and this is... The dam breaks a little bit with mm-hmm. Owen and Christina because Owen gets told about Christina and Burke being engaged. Do you remember like three weeks ago when I was like, Carmen, how much do you think Owen knows about Christina and Burke? This and that is was why when I, was I said asking that question. It made sense as it happened in the scene. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is why Kelsey, uh, Kelsey, sorry, ooh, asked me. <laughs> Uh, but did I say it's going to be an ordeal? Like he's going to find out and it's not going to be from her. I think I predicted that. Oh, I thought you said that did you I say she was going to tell already him? knows. You were did like, I? he, she probably already told him. Maybe. I don't, I guess I didn't realize. I don't know. I, I, so whatever. I feel like I'm right though. Uh, you might be, I don't, I would have to go back and find it. Um, I, uh, there were, a couple moments in this episode where the music choice was in my opinion, horrendous and distracting to the point where I was like someone outside of my house is making noise and it's just <laughs> noise that's bothering me. So I rewound the television and it was in fact the music behind this scene. Um, this is one of those scenes. Um, and the song was called in knowing and it is by swimming in speakers which is a weird thing to name a band but um you know what anyways, else is a weird I name for a band a gallery 81 so i just had a parole jam <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say the alan parsons project that is a weird name for a jam for a jam and a band for a jam and a jam band. <laughs> I was going to say jam band. Uh, okay. So that was one of the, the moments where I was like, this music is weird and it's distracting me. Um, so I just had to note that, but yes, I love this scene. Mark is being a gossip. I do appreciate, I will say shout, shout out to Derek when he says it's not my story to tell. Cause so I do agree with that, especially when it comes to something like, um, addiction. Um, you can say like, you know, so-and-so was going through something and this is how I reacted. But I don't, I think it's oftentimes easy to, to tell a story and leave uh, details like that out. You, it's not, uh, if it's not your story to tell, especially, I mean, it depends yeah. on the audience. Like if you're like dishing family secrets to like people who would care to know, then like maybe let the other person say, but if you're like, it's like a stranger on a plane, tell them all your secrets. Who cares? Yeah. Nobody cares. Um, you're never going to see him again. So yeah, I was like, there were, uh, when I was actually, hold on, let me tell you a story. (laughs) Go ahead. One time I saw the same person on a plane going and coming from Chattanooga. Yeah. The guy with the hat. Cause it was the guy you wanted to be friends with. (laughs) Yeah. What was his name? (laughs) I don't know. He was dope though. We could have been best friends. (laughs) I think him and I could have started a Grey's Anatomy podcast someday. Mm, well, you already have one of those, so. Can um, you, what if we do this again? What if when we get through this, what if we simultaneously start another Grey's Anatomy podcast? <laughs> what would be where, the premise? Where you've never seen Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> I've, but I've seen it. And I've also never seen Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> and we're acting. <laughs> 
Mm. We, it would be pretty easy to find a show we've not neither of us have seen. It's true. Have you ever watched uh, Breaking Bad? Yes. Mad Men? No. Okay, I've never watched See, Mad pretty Men. pretty easy. Only two guesses. That would be great. Okay, this is like, okay, hold on. Um, all right. <clears throat> what was that? We- What's that celebrity game where you have to like, you say the movie and you have to like, you say we, one, two, three, two movies, and then you name an actor and you try to see how close you can get. The six degrees of separation. Yeah. Yeah, we should do that sometime on the podcast live right, right now. Um, or we could talk about Grace before we get another one star review from Clara. <laughs> Claire's going to delete the three star one just to edit <laughs> to be a one star. Clara, we love you. Thanks for providing us material with, for the bit with the, with the content. Yeah. Um, okay. So I was going to say for both pregnancies, um, when we went to the airport to go on our um, European honeymoon, we told the people, at TSA that I was pregnant because we weren't sure if I had to like go through the same metal detector or something. And she was like, no, everyone goes through this one. I was like, cool. And then the woman behind me was like, oh my God, my daughter's also pregnant and she's only six weeks. And I was like, oh my God, I'm only like four weeks. (laughs) And then when I was flying home from Chicago, um, when I was pregnant with Bennett, I had asked, uh, the woman in, my row if she because I had a window seat and I was like can you switch seats with me because I'm having horrendous morning sickness and I would love the ability to get to the bathroom should I need to vomit and because it was a very small plane everyone heard and I was like well everyone on this plane knows that I'm pregnant and only like my parents and Michael's parents know and like you guys knew but that's funny yeah I was like well no one knows because we were telling them all in person at Scarlet's birthday party so (laughs) that entire plane of strangers knew I remember we were uh when we had booked that trip originally to for you to come up it was like this is going to be the sushi the sushi parade trip yep. and then you got there and you're like i can't do sushis well we had discussed me not doing it before i got there because we found out i was pregnant before i was there but yeah. yes you guys aren't it actively trying right now are you right like you're not going to show up no. in march being pregnant no okay no if okay. i show up in march being pregnant i'm going to be surprised and um, it's going to throw off some other things I've got going on this year, like my sister's mm. wedding. That's right. Which you and I are going to be uh, co co uh, maid and man of honor for. No. She has no bridal party. Oh, is that what she told you? She mm. has no bridal party. And unless you have given her a check for $15,000, you're not invited to her wedding. Yeah, it's true. Because that is what she that. quoted you for an invitation. That's the buy-in. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. What were we talking about? Grey's Anatomy. Right. Um, they're talking. Um, Derek won't tell them about the chief. And then I don't know how the subject. Of, how did the subject of Bert come up? Uh, I don't. Uh, First of all, the whole thing where he's like, you were sleeping with my ex-wife. And Owen was like, you did what now? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, and then they see his you just pull, pull up the dialogue. Pull up the dialogue for that scene. It. Kelsey, can you pull up the dialogue for the scene? I'm real quick, looking please? at it. What do you want? 
the whole the whole scene. I'm not reading the whole scene. What just do you uh, want? just I want I want to know how they got into the the Christina conversation, and also when oh yeah when Owen was like it's uh, it's not a hickey it's a birthmark it's just a birthmark. Yeah, dumb. <laughs> is that a hickey? Uh, it's a birthmark. It is. It's a hickey. Yeah. All right. Christina and I have been getting along. Well, you two are good together. Not like me or Lexi. And Derek says way better than Yang and Burke. And Mark that's says that's what it was. Yeah. Um, Derek says. I never understood those two. They were too monosyllabic. And then Mark says, I made a bet she'd never make it down that aisle, and I won 50 bucks. And then Owen says, what aisle? And Mark said, oh, you haven't heard that story. That's a good story. And Derek says, it's not your story to tell. Yeah. Mark's like the, or Derek's like the old wise man in the corner. He goes, it's not my story to tell. Derek's the gossip police, and Mark's just having a good time. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> Mark is both hilarious and the worst in this episode. Mark, yeah, not a great look for Mark, but also funny. Yeah, but it yes, I agree. He's a goober, but yes, he's not not the best Mark episode we've had. Yeah. Um. So then, um, we have another Derek and and Bailey moment, which we do love a Derek and Bailey moment. It's true. Um, and she's like, surgery went well. Like Meredith did a great job. Uh, lawyer's still here. And Bailey's like, nine times out of ten, you can make a lawsuit go away if you apologized. Which Derek says, what is an apology? How does one perform uh, one of those? Okay, okay. Derek, I literally has wrote three apologies in this episode. You know how and many, how many apologies? times does he say I'm how sorry? How many apologies? One. Okay, the other one was way okay. Hold on, hold on. I'm I'm gonna have to agree with with Johnny Isha on this one. This was a little bit of a throwback conversation we had. He does say the words "I am sorry" to Richard. To Richard, yes. Okay. Bailey says "I'm sorry" zero times in this episode. For the record, oh, I don't worry. I wrote that down. We okay. will have that conversation when we get to that. <laughs> okay. But the the words that Derek uses as his monologue at the end over the episode when he's addressing the residents is a mm-hmm. is a damn good apology. I think if you say i i i've come to you today to apologize and then you don't say the words i'm sorry i think you're doing a bad job you're just he was just stands there he's making a good i believe he's being sincere when he is speaking to the residents i believe that he does put have trust in them and that he does want them to trust him but i also believe he doesn't want to say i'm sorry he literally says, I want to come in here and apologize to you all. And then is like, I suck. Which is also true. But like, why can't you say, I'm sorry? Even if you say, I apologize, I'll give you a little credit. I think in doesn't. this he moment. He says, I come to you. I want to apologize to you. But I won't. <laughs> but I want to. I don't know. I think I think I, on this one in particular, because there have been times where he has said, I want to apologize. Mm-hmm. And then he doesn't explain it. The amount of understanding and explanation here. What's this say? What a thing to say to Derek Shepard. You see how I put apologize in the little stars there? Yes. Bailey tells apolog- Derek that he needs to apologize. What a thing to say to Derek Shepard. <laughs> yes. There were there was a time earlier and I remember this 
I don't remember the context, but I remember the, the situation where Derek says, I want to apologize. And I pointed out, he never actually says, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm, on, and I'm on your side for that. But that was the end of the conversation, if I remember correctly. This says, I want to apologize. And he lists a very clear and cohesive way of all of the ways that he was in the wrong. I think that that, to me, feels like that is an apology, even in the moment where he's not saying I'm sorry. To Richard, it was more concise and it made more sense to just say I'm sorry. Both were effective, different in each thing. Uh-huh. But I, I, I will say we don't know. We're not shown or told what he says to Les- Leslie. 50-50 He, probably he says, might have actually said I'm sorry, potentially more than once if he knows what's good for him. Baseball, baseball rules, tie goes to the runner. So he did say I'm sorry. Um, why are you the runner? No, no. Derek is the runner. Ty goes to the runner. Mm, okay. If if the um, ball gets to the base on a force the same time that the runner gets there, the tie goes to the runner. Okay. Um, Anyways, he brings back, what's her name? April? In his speech, he's like, I'm going to oh, undo yeah. the <laughs> wrongs. That's the last note I have. Derek physically says, I'm sorry, and it is a literal miracle. But he does bring back Megan and April, yes. Is Megan the one who's pregnant? Yes. Okay. When I saw the redhead, the red hair, I got so excited. I was like, finally they bring back Olivia. And I was like squinting and I was like, that's not Olivia. Who the fuck is that? But it's now not- that you're saying It's intern Megan. Intern Megan. And she was intern baby raising with Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, I'm so fucking good at the show. Doesn't remember Katie Bryce. What's the name of the guy who uh, walked in with Richard at the beginning <laughs> of the episode? What's the name of the guy who runs the hospital? Sorry, go ahead. Jennings? Yeah. Penis fish? Penis fish. <laughs> um, Fiendish so piss. So yeah, that's um, <laughs> mostly what's, what's going on with Derek and Weber in this episode. Well, at the end of the episode, Weber brings the rehab one, obviously. Um, was there a moment where you thought maybe he'll just quit? No. Yeah. It's, uh, there's no way his story. His story is just starting to be begun, to begin to begin. His story is just story begun. Is just beginning. <laughs> it's just it's just to begun. Uh, yeah, I uh, I'm glad that he finally does it. Mm-hmm. It took it took Meredith also having to go in and be like, stop being a bitch. If my mom were here, she'd be like, you're a bitch. <laughs> Like, well, what? she delivered it a little bit better than that, but yes, I I'm think glad that, that verbatim I'm glad that, that was she brought what. It up. And then even even that scene with I guess we should probably just talk about that scene with Bailey and, and him too, when he's like, mm. I don't I don't want to admit scene. I'm an alcoholic, and she's like, Well, are you? And she's and he's like, Well, yeah, yeah, okay, but you just the work. Papers, I just stopped. And I don't think I'm ready to stop drinking. It feels a little bit like all I have left. And she says, you are better than this. I have seen you be better. The way, look, the way to win, the way to beat them is to stop fighting them. You go get better. You be the man I've always known you to be. Be the chief. Be the chief. I love Bailey. Yeah, this was, this was an interesting episode for Bailey. Although I'm excited to talk about the, uh, the next in the next episode when we talk about the patient situation because I have thoughts on this anesthesiologist and spoiler alert, my thoughts are they're going to fuck. <laughs> when are they not? When are, sorry, what I mean, when are your thoughts not they're going to fuck about anyone? 
I never once said that Derek and Olivia were going to, going to fuck. At no point did you say that George and Izzy were going to have sex. <sighs> this was a nice podcast. And Do it was you a think good Izzy's going to come back? <sighs> I, I was a little bit confused about this because Catherine Heigl is still listed on the credits for the episode. Interesting. I did not and she wasn't. That. Yeah, and she wasn't in this episode. I made a line for her once I saw that Catherine Heigl was credited for this episode. I made a line <laughs> for Izzy. And nothing happened. <laughs> was she credited for all the other episodes that Izzy wasn't in? Did I, it say guest starring or did it just come up with the regular ones? I honestly, I, I wasn't even paying attention. I just okay. happened to look at the screen and I saw Catherine Heigl. Yeah, I mean, I truly was not paying attention to that either, so I could not be of help in this exact moment. So she's, um, she's, I think she's going to come back. She's, that, that is a spoiler in itself, potentially. I think she's coming back. But Alex really didn't care too much about her this episode, but Alex was pretty preoccupied. Good, good Alex episode, in my yeah, opinion. Good Alex episode. Um, Do we want to talk, let's see, um... Oh, it's also, the beginning we do of that need scene. To acknowledge, sorry, that the whole voiceover this episode was Derek. Yes, yeah, I did. I did make a note, which of makes that. sense because he's the chief. Well, it's his first day. I like that it was a Derek voiceover, but it wasn't a Derek centric episode. Like, yes, obviously Derek had a lot going on in this episode, but it wasn't like when we had the Isaac operation episode. Who? Isaac, the the giant tumor on his back. This was like five episodes ago. Oh, yes. The guy who kill, tried to kill Iron Man. Yes. Um, so the beginning of the scene with with Bailey and Weber, mm-hmm. I like that when she walks in, Weber's like, get out of here. I don't want you to see me like this. And Bailey's like, you've been in an open room all day. Everyone has seen you like this. Mm-hmm. The windows are open. The door is open. You yelled earlier. Like everyone has seen this. Calm down. And she basically kind of gives him the, uh, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here, dude. Like, get your shit together, sign this sheet, go home, do your fucking thing. So, uh, but yeah, when she says that they want me to say I'm an alcoholic and then she's like, well, are you? And I'm like, then he says, I just, I'm not really to, it feels like it's the one thing that I can control. Uh, or drinking feels a little bit like all I have left. Mm Mm-hmm. The sad thing is, is that is what, like, he's, shout out to uh, the guy who plays Weber, whatever his name is. James Pickens Jr. James Pickens Jr. Love that guy. Love that name. Don't really love that guy. I've never had a dog named Pickens growing up. I had a dog named James Pickens Jr. Jr. No, you didn't. Junior Jr. There was a difference. Why? All about you? It'd it'd just be James Pickens the third, right? Can I help you with something? He plays an alcoholic well, because that he is a plays, line an alcoholic He's just would say. a good actor. But, he's a great actor. Um, but I like that moment between the two of them because it does feel like that's when she's finding out. Like, oh. I think there, I think she is, I think if you watch it again and rem, with that in mind, there is like a, like blink and you miss it. 
moment of like the flash where cause she's like maintaining composure cause she wants to support him and she wants to be there for him and she knows that whatever's going on is hard. And so she's asking it, she's speaking it matter of factly, but she's like, uh, what? <laughs> and I think if you watch it again, you'll see that. I need to, I need to watch that. I did. Yeah. I didn't even, it didn't, that did not even cross my mind because mm-hmm. I think we just, I think we just talked about this when it was, was it last week when she's like, I don't know what's going on, but the chief hasn't been himself. He's not using mm-hmm, good yeah. judgment. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Gosh, Kelsey, this is why you are the Gray's Academy professor. So and true. I am on a full but ride a, scholarship and don't pay any tuition. Student. A humbled student. All right. I need more water. Oh, good thing we're coming up on a break soon. Mm-hmm. Anything that we need to to talk through with uh, with the rest of these this storyline in particular? I know we've got some uh, patience. I was to talk just about. gonna gonna read Derek's voiceover at the end all together as yeah, one monologue. Good. Yes. So um, let me find it. Sorry, the top the part. While uh, while you're finding that, I just have, remember everyone okay. set the tone. April comes back. Olivia does not. Mm-hmm. Megan does. Megan Izzy does. does not. Izzy does not yet. Even though she was going to, allegedly, per Meredith at the end of the last episode. And then Meredith guilted her. Anyways, uh, Derek says, Hi, I know it's been a long day and you're all anxious to get home, but I feel like we got off on the wrong foot this morning. I don't expect to win your trust overnight, but I want each of you to know that you have mine, which is why I felt it was personally, I thought it was important to personally come in here and apologize. So he's not saying I want to apologize. He is apologizing. No, he's saying it is important for me to come in here and apologize. I won't do it, but it is important for me to do it. (laughs) I want to. Oh, that's when he started. Then he offers April and Megan the jobs back. I am neither pro nor anti-merger. From this point on, everyone has a clean slate. I am not focused on the past. Um, I am looking to the future to the promise that this has the hospital has to offer. I plan to honor Richard Weber and his legacy, not undo it, which is why I am both humbled and honored to be your new chief of surgery. My name is Derek Shepard and I am sorry. And I have never been sorry in my entire life. <laughs> Except to yeah. Richard and Leslie. Anyways. So again, I believe it to be a sincere speech. I believe him to mean all of the things he says. It could have been amended. Do you think he's apologizing to the people for? I think it's the perception. I think he's, he didn't, this is his redemption speech. He didn't get a real speech the first time because penis fish man and Mm -hmm. Weber ruined his inaugural speech and this is redemption. This is the redemption for him in this exact moment. So I'm happy for him. I think he's apologizing just for like, guys, I, I realize that I maybe didn't set the good example today for the people who did see in him, him and Weber yelling. And I think that it's also going one step further of like, I understand that today sucked. For for any reason, for whatever reason today sucked for you, I apologize. I think it's uh, um, something along the lines of like, and sorry, I'm sorry we're even in this situation. That I just with. like 
took this job and we're like not telling you guys anything about what's going on. So the fact that he does acknowledge Weber in this speech, I think is important where he's like, I'm not trying to undo what he did. He's like, he's backtracking on his MAGA bullshit. He's like, I'm not trying to return the hospital to its former glory. I'm trying to move forward and make this hospital as great as it can be. Yes. So I think, um, that's kind of my read on it is like, I'm sorry that I just took this job, but we're like being super secretive about it and not telling anybody anything. Yeah. So anyways, that's my opinion on it, but we can get into the rest of the episode in just a moment, right after everyone's favorite segment. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 